You're listening to I Just Finished Work podcast with me, Michelle, where I have a special guest with me, author Carrie Carter. Hi, Carrie. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah it's, nice, it's a nice, beautiful spring day in Texas, and other than the pollen, it's going good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying to Carrie earlier that over here in the UK, like we've had, they've called it, um, they've named it i can't remember the name is but they likened it to like the beast of the east that we had a few years ago there was like a lot of snow um and one thing over here as soon as there's like one little flick of snow the whole infrastructure just shuts down yeah <laughs> like like there's 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 traffic on motorways like schools are closed it's it's really quite hilarious when you compare it to other countries um who are used to having a lot of snow <laughs> it's the same here like a couple Two years ago, we had some major freeze for like a week and uh-huh. everything shut down and even our power grid went out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite, I mean, over here, the power grid doesn't go out, but everything else literally shuts down. It's, it's yeah. quite funny to, to watch. But um, but yeah, I mean, okay, so it is the I Just Finished Work podcast um, and today is Saturday. So for me, I guess my finishing work, I did a workout today. Um, so that was really quite nice this morning. This is something that I normally do on Saturdays anyway. What kind of work have you just finished doing, Carrie? Um, I've actually spent the morning working on my book and doing promotions oh. for it. So I had a oh, book okay. that just came out. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So this is the one we're going to talk about, right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So this is why Carrie is here. We are here to talk about her book, Whiskers Abroad. And I have to say, there's a lot to unpack with this book, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I found it really fascinating it really took me on a journey. Um, but yeah, let's just get into it. I don't want to talk too much about it because we do want the listeners to go out and to and to buy it. Um, but it is about um, a woman called Audrey um, and her cat, Ashi. Am I pronouncing the cat's name correctly? Yeah, it's kind of like Ashi. But oh, yeah, close. Ashi. Ah, yeah. okay. You see, it's so actually... This... Huh? It's, it's actually a Japanese word, Ashi, for like foot or paw. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I realized that it was Japanese when he met Charlene in the cat cafe. And she was like, ah, so you're also Japanese? And he was like, no, I'm American. Right, right. <laughs> he has so, a yeah. Japanese name and she has the American name. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, okay. So, but that's also something as well that I noticed throughout the book. So it does have a lot of um, Japanese translations. It has, yeah, it, it's really interesting. Just give like a, an overall synopsis of the book, Carrie. Well, the book itself is about a woman, like you said, Audrey, and her cat, Ashi, and they go to Japan for the first time. So it's a travelogue, a diary of both of their versions of events as they happen. Yeah. But it's not just like a memorial, you know, a fiction memoir, a travel memoir, because it's also got, you know, guidebook information, tips on how yeah. to travel around. And there's like pictures in there and there's some just general advice of seeing Japan and the culture. Yeah, it's kind of a like, mishmash of genres. <laughs> no, it, it's very true because even at some part, I was thinking, wow, it's almost like a scrapbook as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point, but nobody's picked up on that. You're the first person. Oh, amazing. I mean, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I didn't get it from the beginning. But as I was going through and I saw more of the photos, a lot of your photos as well. Um, mm. And so I was thinking, like, how similar have is Audrey's experience to an experience you've had in Japan as well? Because I saw as well that you've been in Japan 14 times. Correct. 
Yes. So please speak on that. Like how, how similar <laughs> is Audrey to you? Um, <clears throat> Audrey and I, we are actually a lot common. We yeah. even look alike. <laughs> <laughs> so but was no, it intentional? Yes, those are, that's me in the photos. And I did all those things. Now, of oh, course, yeah. I, I didn't meet my husband in Japan. Sure. You know, I didn't meet some mystery man in there, but most of it's true. Uh -huh. you know, I did go to all those places, you know. Uh -huh. But did you take a cat with you? I did not. <laughs> I think if I took my cat, they would just totally 100% freak out. <laughs> well, so this is also what I was thinking, because certain parts of the book, um, and I know that Audrey did mention it at one point, but I was thinking it's a little bit frightening to bring a cat with you on holiday because as it as it mentions, like the cat was just, Ashi was just like running around everywhere. Um, and I know Audrey mentioned about having a leash. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could carry a cat with me. <laughs> I kind of wish sometimes when I'm in the train station in Japan that I had my husband on a leash <laughs> so we wouldn't get separated. <laughs> so have, have you ever carried an animal or taken an animal with you on holiday? I have not. I think, you know, maybe bringing a dog with you be a little bit easier. Uh -huh. But probably going country to country, you're going to run into issues. So do you have a cat? I do. I have one cat and her name is Frenemy and she is not the cat in the book. The cat in the Wait, book Wait, her is... name is Fre Frenemy? Yes. As in because like... She... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, when she first showed up, she was from a cat colony and we had uh -huh. another cat at the time and they were like enemies at first and then kind of they started tolerating each other and I'm like, oh, she's the Frenemy cat. And the name just kind of stuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So I'm I'm wondering then, was this book an almost way for you to kind of imagine what it would be like for you to take Frenemy with you on holiday? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you think about it. And like one of the things I thought about if I was taking a cat to a hotel, I was like, what about a cat box? You know, you have to have a cat yeah. box. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, okay, so just a few things that I noticed now. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away. Um, but are you into horoscopes a lot, Carrie? Because I noticed it, it's, it features a lot within the book. Right. Um, I do like to read them. You know, mm -hmm. I can't say I'm a big believer or anything, but I do enjoy reading it. And I was like, oh, that better happen because, you know, they give something positive. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but and are you a Virgo? I am a Virgo. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, okay, so that features very, very heavily in there. So that was very intentional for you, as you said, like right. both you and yourself have a lot in common. Um, right. So if there's so many similarities, what are some differences then? Um, I would say, like, there's a little bit difference because she seems to be more, like, kind of just goes out and does whatever and she's not like completely aware of her surroundings uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think I'm a little bit or I hope I'm a little bit more aware of my surroundings <laughs> when I'm traveling yeah yeah Although my husband would probably tell you I'm not he's probably like you're just wandering off looking at whatever <laughs> uh, I mean to be fair there are parts where Ashi does mention that Uji's doing the same <laughs> yes um in in some parts so and one thing that also really, I remember when I first noticed it as well, is that the cat is also keeping a diary. Yes. Um, and that kind of threw me off at first. I was like, wait, what? I wasn't sure what I, what I was now reading. 
Um, but I thought that was really interesting to have the cat perspective because Ashi notices things that Audrey doesn't, um, like one of the geishas. Um, Audrey doesn't seem to really be noticing that, but Ashi is. So I thought it was very interesting to have both perspectives. Where did that come from? Well, I was thinking about having two different perspectives is always kind of interesting. I, at least no. I think so. But I was thinking as a cat perspective, they're so low to the ground. Mm -hmm. So everything looks different, you know, like walking through a train station is going to be a lot more terrifying to them because all they're seeing is a bunch of feet, you know? Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. But they can also jump up and look things down like we can't do as humans. I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't jump like twice my height up onto a fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely get that. And I think it's it's very, very interesting, as you said, because even... You know, when it does do those, um, when it did do that, that nighttime um, escape, almost. <laughs> that was also right. really interesting to have as well from my, from my cat perspective. Um, so that was really interesting. I'm on, I mean, I've only recently gotten into cats. I never used to really be an, a cat or an animal person in general. Um, so I think because over the past year, because now I'm really starting to like cats, I think this book, I think if you had given me this book to you maybe like two years ago, I would have just been like, oh my God, I'm not really into cats. What is this cat doing? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but I think I had a bit more understanding of where the cat was coming from um, the more I read. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I understand that because I know not everybody's a cat person and this, this book's not going to appeal to everybody. No, no book will. But yeah. I'm like, there's a certain core group that I think if they could just take the chance or get the chance or learn about it and read the book, they're really going to like it. You know, those Definitely. are your cat lovers and your travelers and your Japan lovers and people who like to eat, too, because there's a lot about food in the book. <laughs> oh, my God. There is so much. And you went into so much detail that it almost felt like I was discovering those foods as well with you. But I did want to touch on that because, yeah, as you said, it's for the animal lovers or the cat lovers and um, those who love to travel um, and explore a new place. Those who also love Japan and love Tokyo. Um, and when when did that love for Japan start with you? It actually started at a young age. So back in the United States, when I was a kid growing up, you know, you had cartoons in the morning and okay. then they finished. And after that came on like a Hong Kong Kung Fu movie, karate uh -huh. movie. And then after that, they would show like a Godzilla movie. And I um. always watched the Godzilla movies and I was just fascinated by how the little models looked. And the set towns and the signs and the writing, you know, that was my first intro to Japanese and it kind of captured my imagination. And when was your first time able to actually go over there? Actually, it was just a short four hour layover. We oh, were flying okay. back from Australia. So we went to Australia to Japan and we had a four hour layover and we asked the flight attendants, hey, is that enough time to go out and see a little bit of Japan. They're like, yeah, just go get on the train, go to the first stop, walk around, see the shrines and stuff. So that was my first experience. Uh -huh. I would like to add, because everyone's like, how did you manage to go 14 times? Yes, that's a good point. My husband used to work for an airline. So part of his benefits package was we could fly for free on standby. And it okay. was easy to get a flight from Houston to Tokyo because it was direct. You know, there's no chance of getting bumped midway. So that took, that helped a lot, <laughs> to put it mildly. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that does really explain it. How lucky you are. <laughs> yeah, 
Unfortunately, he no longer works for the airline, but, you know, now we have to pay for our airline tickets. <laughs> and and during that time, I mean, yes, I know this book is most, is heavily featured um, or takes place in Japan, but were you able to visit or did you visit many other countries as well? Oh, yeah. We packed in as much as we could while he worked there because we were like, got to take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, we went to Italy. We went to South Korea. We went to Thailand. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to Peru. We just about everywhere. The only place I didn't get to go that I wanted to was Bali. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a flight to Bali. And I was going to go there for my birthday. We had it all planned out. Two weeks in Bali. And I was like, Ooh, all right, awesome. Yeah. And then a hurricane came through the area. Okay. And it shut down all the airports and it just delayed everything. And then we had to cancel our flight. So we didn't oh. get to go. <laughs> okay. But is that still in the plans for the future? I would love to still go to Bali. I just don't know when because now the the flight they had before is no longer, they don't run it anymore. Uh So now it's going to be complicated to get there because it's going to have to be multiple stops. Uh Oh, okay. So I'm guessing out of all those travels, Japan was your favorite then, right? I I would say so, yeah. I really do like Japan. There's something about that country that's just interesting. And I guess because it's so different from the United States. It also helps a lot that it's a very safe country. Like, I feel very comfortable walking around Tokyo, a ginormous city, by myself, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'd be a little uncomfortable walking around, say, New York City by myself. <laughs> Although people do it all the time. I know that. That's that yes. true. <laughs> yes, that's no, true. I mean, I guess you're from Houston. Right. So I guess you guess you'd compare it to living in Houston. Like, Do you feel safe walking around Houston by yourself? Uh, some spots, yes. It seems like lately the, the crime in Houston's kind of gotten a little bit more intense. Uh, but Houston's okay. a big car city. You don't walk anywhere in the city. You drive a car. You go from point A to point B in your car. Yeah. Oh, okay. But was, Tokyo is the complete opposite. Tokyo, you walk, you take the train. You might take a taxi, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's public transportation and your feet are the best mode of transportation. Yeah, I mean, I guess for myself, I was very ignorant on Tokyo. Um, didn't know much about it. I mean, even there's one part where you showed a map of the subway system mm-hmm. in Tokyo. And I was just looking at it like, oh my goodness. I mean, I would see myself as someone who is pretty good with um, subway systems or metro systems. Like here in, in London, we have one. Um, and I've lived in, in Madrid and they have one there. But when I saw that one, I was like, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty massive. It's really intense. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're still building onto it. Like, I think just last year, they opened up a new subway station on the Yomamate line, which is the big loop. They had a new subway station. And like four or five years ago, they took one that was above ground uh-huh. and they sank it below ground in less than six hours. <laughs> They took a whole station and put it below ground and just like six out. They planned for it. They spent two years planning for it. Yeah. There's, a do- there's a little short documentary on it. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> but they had a hundred engineers on site and every engineer had two assistants. But they're still building and changing and updating, you know. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess when you have a city that relies heavily on public transport, I guess for the commuter, it's amazing to have all the all right. of that. Right. And, and it can be a little confusing, too, for the tourist. Even I don't know. Like, you'll get on a line, and you've got a train that comes through that stops every... They probably have this the same in London. 
And then they'll have like a rapid express and then they have a limited express. And I'm like, I don't know what the difference between the rapid and the limited is. I but just even know one... 14 times you still, I still don't know. I just know they don't stop at all the stops, but I don't know which one. So I was already afraid to get on one. Cause I'm like, what if it doesn't stop at where I want to get on? Yeah, no, I can definitely <laughs> understand that. But I guess, yeah, I mean, how's the, the, the bus system there? It's actually pretty good too. I, I didn't take the bus quite as much, but I did take it some. Mm -hmm. um, I think it to me it's a little bit harder to read the schedule for the bus because it's usually written out and <laughs> it's written out in kanji, so it's not in English. <laughs> that, that may have changed with the Olympics going through, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even going back to that, because I know um, within the book you did have a, a lot of translations in there, which I thought was really, really useful. And there were times when I tried to pronounce it. But at the same time, I mean, the fact that I was pronouncing Ashi's name wrong, I was probably pronouncing all the Japanese words <laughs> wrong as well. But um, do you speak the, the local language? Um, how was that? How was that with the translation? Did you have to get someone to check it over? Oh, yeah. I had my Japanese friend check it all over to make sure it was all correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do speak a little bit of the language. I keep trying to learn it and trying to learn it. Uh -huh. And I get to the same point and I just can't get past that point. I get stuck. What so, point is that? <laughs> not very far into it. <laughs> that point. <laughs> but I can do basic stuff like ask for directions and I can order food and I can say, oh, that's cute, you know? Yeah. Oh, I did take an eye exam in Japan and I was real proud of myself for that one. <laughs> in oh. Japanese. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I done. Think it, I think it went well, you know? <laughs> Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, it is very much a book. I mean, I have a friend um, that I used to work with and she used to live in Japan and she loves Japanese culture. So while I was reading this book, I was thinking this is definitely something for her as well who can, it's, it's almost as if it's something that can um, reminisce about right. someone's time there, but also someone who really wants to go there as well. It brings, it's because it's so vivid and it's so descriptive and you have like the the hustle and bustle of the markets and the different foods that you describe um and even like the different um like workshops that you go like for the charcoal and things like that or no sorry not you go but audrey goes <laughs> i thought it was um i thought it was just really great are you able to like convey that within the book um so anyone who is definitely interested in like that japanese culture would definitely definitely love Right, and there's some stuff in the book that I wanted to do that's not your just typical tourist places. And there's everybody should go do the typical tourist places. I, I think that's a must. Go ahead and do it. Don't feel bad. You know, some people are like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, why? It's fun. Go do it. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to include some places that were off the beaten path, like the Charcoal Museum, you know. I doubt very few people outside of Japan even maybe even in Japan, know it knows it exists. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Mm -hmm. And it was actually really interesting. I kind of thought it was going to be boring. I'm like, a charcoal museum. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It was really mm -hmm. fascinating. And we got to see them making charcoal, see the process. Like they were doing it there on site. No, for me, yeah, like definitely. And especially when I was reading it as well, I was like, ah, oh, that's really interesting because I actually, once again, ignorant to the fact how charcoal was even made. I know, um, right? <laughs> no idea. So I was like, ah, okay. 
good for me to know that as well because <laughs> I, I really didn't know. And even just kind of going back to the title of your book, Whiskers Abroad, um, because it does, it's it's true. And so it kind of makes me think back to when I first started reading um, Ashi's diary entry because it should have been obvious the book is called Whiskers Abroad. So of course it's going to have Ashi's or the cat's perspective. Um, but I did find it was very humorous as well in terms of his thoughts on his human <laughs> and how and how he views humans like in general and how he has his own agenda um and audrey it's almost as if like even though she is his owner but they both have two different agendas things that they want to do um but they're on this trip together right right yeah and it's, it's i also gave ashi his own like goals he things he wanted to do on the trip yeah you know which i thought was kind of amusing because i'm like why would it no cat's going to know anything about this, even if a cat yeah. can type and think. <laughs> like he wants to go eat at an Iron Chef restaurant. <laughs> yeah, like I thought it was really, I thought it was really, really interesting. And then also, because <laughs> even I was thinking, wait a minute, how how is he writing this diary? <laughs> I was just I'm a little bit confused until he mentioned, ah, Audrey, when Audrey goes to sleep, I need to get yeah, to yeah. <laughs> It's It's funny because somebody reviewed the book and he did a write-up on it and he was just like, I can believe a cat traveling to Japan and I can believe him seeing and thinking these things. I cannot believe he can type. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's just, you know, the element of mixing fact with fiction. It's right. Just, there's a, there's you a know? bit of magical realism to the book. Exactly. Which takes, kind of brings the book alive otherwise, because then it would just be Audrey's perspective throughout the whole thing. Um, but it's nice to have Ashi's throughout as well. So it's like very parallel. And sometimes it's almost like a parallel universe almost. It's like they're in the same place, but they're thinking different things. Right. They're looking at different things. So, yeah, I really thought that having that element of it was, was a really good tie-in, you know. Right. And there's some things in there, and this was done deliberately, although somebody might not think it if they're reading it. Like, she'll tell an event, and she sees this happen or this goes on, and he tells the event, and it doesn't go quite that the same way. It's a little bit different, you know. That's true. And I just did that on purpose because I think people have different perspectives, even when being at the same location, watching the same thing, doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's very, very true. It's a good thing that you mentioned that because I did kind of notice that as well. I think it was that one of the... Well, do you know what? The more I talk, I'm like, Shay, I feel like you're giving too much away. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really don't want to do that. But I did want to ask something because I know... Um, Ashi did mention it, and I just want to ask if, if you've ever done this as well. So he did mention about Audrey trying to pack so much into one day. And I feel like sometimes as tourists, we can do that. Like we'll go somewhere and we'll be like, okay, I want to do this, 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 this. And we're only there for like three days. Um, yep. We have like 10,000 things we want to do. And I know I've been guilty of that. I remember the first time I ever went to Paris with one of my friends, we went for one day and we had a list of things we wanted to do. On top of that, we planned to walk everywhere. But mm -hmm. in reality, when we got there, it was like, all right, where's the metro station? <laughs> I had to do any walking. So has that ever happened to you? Actually, I'm pretty good about not over planning. So that's where okay, me good. and Audrey are kind of different. Uh -huh. I've always just liked to take my time at the one location and kind of see as much. I do want to see as much as I can, but I'm not going to be like, I have to do this, this and that. Usually I'll research an area. Mm -hmm. And then make a list of things that sound interesting. And then I may pick one that I'm like, hey, I have to do this. And if I do the others, 
it's good. If I don't, it's okay. Maybe I'll come back. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And I think but, that's the best way to, to go about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I see these people pack so much in. I'm like, how are you seeing anything? You're just like running. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. It's so true. Like I remember um, someone reached out to me when I used to have Facebook um, and they wanted me to to join this this group where they travel to like many different countries um, in a certain amount of time. And for me, it was just like, well, what are you even able to see right. in those countries? Because as you said, you're running from one area to another. And so all that happens is that once you've left that country, all you're able to say is, I've been to that country, but you haven't right. seen or experienced much, you know? Yeah, and I think, too, like, you can just pick one country or even sometimes one city and stay there for maybe all of your trip or the yeah. rest of your trip, you know? Yeah. I could stay in Tokyo and be there for a year, and I still wouldn't see everything, and it's just it's that exactly. large. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure London's the exact same way, you know? You could spend a year there as a kind of tourist and not see everything. yeah. Exactly. No, that's 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 exactly the point. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely someone who loves to spend a lot of time somewhere, um, which is why I love like living in new places. Because even when you live somewhere, you still don't really get the the entire experience. Right. And it's such a great way to just have you know just to kind of taste it. It's like fifty percent of it or sixty percent of what it is to really be a local and really get to experience the culture and everything. Right. Yeah. As a tourist, you know, it's one of my big complaints. And I guess it's just part of it, you know, is like you're always on the peripheral looking into the culture. Yeah. You can observe it from the outside. And sometimes you may be seeing things they're not even aware of, but you're not really in the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And I think you, even as a tourist, you can get further into the heart of it if you can speak the language. It helps so much. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. And mentioning that, actually, do you speak any other language that you that you have been? Well, let me let me start that again since I got a bit tongue <laughs> tongue tied. Have do you speak any other languages that you're able to use when you're on holiday? Not really. You know, I I studied Portuguese because I went to Brazil and I spent a month there, so that was helpful. You know, getting around talking and talking like a little little kid <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah like the, they made me have a conversation about social security and that was like really interesting <laughs> okay <laughs> Ta- talking about like a political kind of financial concept in a foreign language I'm like oh no <laughs> yeah but yeah. I I use weird words like you know number this amount this not not the correct terms but it got the concept across uh-huh uh-huh. And then I came back and didn't ever go back to Brazil. Didn't have anyone to speak Portuguese with. And I forgot everything. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I really hate when that happens. <laughs> it's like, oh. I know. It's like all that work just down the drain um, sometimes. Which is why I think it's so good, like for anyone listening um, who is learning another language but doesn't live in that country, that you really just need to make sure that you're listening to it right. maybe a day, maybe a song, maybe just a, a podcast or recording in that language um, and just really try to immerse yourself into it that way because then you do lose it and it can become very frustrating. Yeah, it does help to hear it. The more you can hear it, just it is helpful. Yeah. Because, you know, just learning what I have a little bit in Japanese. I watched a show recently. Its name is Drawing a Blank. It's about uh, Mako's. Geisha girls in training, geishas in training. Okay. And then, like, I was, it was interesting because I picked up words here and there, you know? I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, I remember a similar thing happened to me when I was in uh, Belgium. Um, and I really wanted to learn Dutch, but I was really, really struggling. But I'd pick up like random words. So like the first word I ever learned was Donderdag, which was Thursday. <laughs> so whenever I could use that word, I would just use Donderdag. <laughs> You're just randomly saying it. And they're like, okay, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, but thank you so much, Kavi. So anything, what do you want your or the, the listeners to take away once they've read this book? What do you want the reader to take away? I just want them to realize that there's adventures out there waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And do we have to have adventures in our life? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. But does it make life a whole lot better and interesting? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So just make your own adventures. Go out there and do it. You know, don't don't be afraid. You know, just I love go that. travel mm-hmm. and see. And it could be even in your hometown. Go see something you haven't seen before. Yeah. Just venture out. I, I guess I say that because I know so many people who are afraid to go and do anything like that and i don't i don't understand why because they're like well i'd like to and like then do it i mean it doesn't have to be a big grand scale trip you know it could be something smaller but just go and do it so yeah go travel (laughs) (laughs) and you know what i I just want to touch on something i'm glad you mentioned that um because i feel like sometimes the fear comes when they don't know who to travel with so have you ever done solo traveling I have not really done any solo travel. I've always traveled with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I've even traveled with some couple that it did not go so great. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of it, we were no longer friends. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I'm intrigued to know, but I won't probe. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a whole other podcast in itself. Okay. (laughs) But it's very, that, what, test. You may have a great friend at home, but you may not travel well together. I mean, it is yes. a real true test of compatibility. Yes. <laughs> That's to put it mildly. <laughs> no, no, it's very true, actually. The recent episode we just put out, um, Alexis and I actually spoke about this um, and about, like, you can have really good friends, but you can't travel with all of them. Right. Um, you really need to pick it properly because you're in, like, close proximity with them. Right all the way through the holiday. So you really need to pick who you travel with properly. But um, yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on, Carrie, and talking about Whiskers Abroad. So where can the listeners go to be able to purchase the book? You can buy the book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you can also buy it direct from my publisher. But if your listeners are in the UK, that might be a little bit pricey. Probably Amazon's your best bet. Okay, perfect. And if they want to follow you, what are your socials? Um, it's Carrie Carter Wright, C-A-R-R-I-E. Uh-huh. And that's the same for both my website, CarrieCarterWrites.com, and also my Facebook and my Instagram. And there's also uh-huh. Ashi the Cat Facebook, if you want to see pictures of the cat. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so wait, is it just Ashi the Cat? Yeah, it's Ashi the Cat. Okay, and spell Ashi, guys, it's A-S-H-I. Right. Where so you can go and follow... Ashi's um wait so would it be Ashi actually I sorry I have one last question is it Ashi or is it frenemy in the photos it's Ashi okay she's so- in all the yes so that's what I said like I'm on like my bios I was like frenemy was upset that she was not the cat model <laughs> okay <laughs> got it so yes thanks again Kyrie for coming on 
Um, and yes, guys, make sure you can go to Amazon to purchase the book Whiskers Abroad. And you can also follow her on her socials and you can go and follow Ashi as well. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode where we will continue the conversation. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you.